Hello, welcome back to Recreate Wilson, Wilson Parks and Recreation's newest podcast featuring all what's happening at Wilson Parks and Recreation here in the city of Wilson in Wilson, North Carolina. I'm Braxton Patterson, your host for Recreate Wilson. We have a unique show coming today. We have a couple of guests people coming up by. We'll get to them in a few minutes. Um, but first, we wanted to welcome you back, and I hope you enjoyed our first podcast. If this is your first podcast, um, feel free to jump on board and um, check it out. Um, we talked about uh, with David Lee, our director of Parks and Recreation, came on and talked about all the new happenings around town, projects we're doing, um, kind of explained uh, what was needed, what was uh, to be, you know, what's coming up, all good things, especially in like places like Rotary Park and Lake Wilson Park. Um, and the improvements over at Gillette Athletic Complex. So check that episode out if you haven't done so already. Um, but we want to get back um, and fill you in what's going on. Um, we basically wanted to set this podcast up and so people can understand what goes on um, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis from a recreation standpoint and what the programs are provided and the reasons behind them or the uh, just a way, another way to promote our programs and get people more involved and another way to market to you, to the city of Wilson residents and um, the community around us. So let's get to it. we got a couple um, events coming up here in the month of October. Um, let's start off with coming up as early as October the 9th, this Tuesday. We have a Zumba in the Whirligig Park. This will be our second time we've done this. We have our regular class nights on Tuesday and Thursdays at 6 p.m. at Recreation Park. But this time we're going to take the class back outside to the Whirligig Park. If you haven't had a chance to go to the Vala Simpson Whirligig Park, we highly recommend you going. It's a neat little place with all the Whirligigs. Um, but it also has a stage, which has allowed us to do uh, multiple events from a City of Wilson standpoint. There's been concerts out there. There's been a farmer's market out there. Um, you can check out all what's going on at um, the Vala Simpson Whirly Gig Park on their website, on the City of Wilson website. But again, our main focus for this one is to talk about the Zoom in the park. Our first one drew about 80 plus people in it doing Zumba in one big park area. It was awesome. Um, men and women participated. Young kids participated. Um, there is a cost to it. We're charging um, for seniors 50 and over. It'll be uh, $1 if you're a city resident, $2 if you're a non-resident. If you're under 50, it's $2 if you're a city resident and $3 if you're a non-resident. Um, we only accept cash at this event um, since we're kind of traveling. It's kind of a traveling exhibit or a traveling show, I guess you could say. Uh, Lori Wiggs is our instructor. She does an awesome job. Uh, we're expecting another big crowd. It should be a beautiful night out there, so make sure you check out that. Our next um, event we're going to talk about, and we'll get in more with Kelsey Newsom later, who's our special population senior specialist. But we have a Special Olympic soccer coming up next Thursday, um, October the 11th, over at Gillette Athletic Complex. Me and the kids from Wilson County Schools with special needs um, will be participating in the Special Olympic soccer event. Um, a lot of these kids, um, you know, this is one of the one of four events they'll participate with Special Olympics um, athletic-wise. And this is our first of the calendar school year, which is always soccer in the fall, and it's always a neat event seeing the kids do individual skills with soccer and then also some team games with some of the middle school and high school kids to see who the best 
team is in the county from a Special Olympics standpoint. And several of the athletes use this as a qualifier to go on to state Special Olympics, um, which will be held later in the fall um, year calendar year. So big things happening there. And we want to give a big shout out to Jersey Mike Subs, who um, will be sponsoring this event and donating all the food for this event. So we're excited to partner with them on that. Um, we also want to talk about on October 31st, everybody knows this is Halloween, um, but we're having a Halloween safe night. That'll be over at Reed Street Community Center. Uh, that event takes place um, every Halloween. Uh, Ms. Lisa Davis brings in vendors. Um, she is the um, center coordinator for Reed Street Community Center. Um, she brings in several vendors. Um, I think they're up to... Um, double digits and vendors again which brings exciting times and it provides a safer opportunity for those kids um it's a free event so make sure you check it out starts at six o'clock over at reed street um me and the kids dress up obviously uh, and you know other than trick-or-treating the neighborhood they go by and check out all the good vendor stuff they have going on um, there at reed street um, center so make sure you check it out if you ever have any need for any information of any of these programs you can always dial 252-399-2266 or 252-399-2277 and we can give you those information. Um, if you're listening on a cell phone or a mobile device, um, you want to check out our website even, go to wilsonnc.org um, and in the search bar, you know, just type in programs or special events and it'll tell you what's coming up. Um, we want to you know, give you a quick update and make sure also you can follow us on our social media pages. First of all, Facebook, we have Wilson Parks and Recreation um, doing another search bar on Facebook. Go to our page. We post a lot of pictures, events on our calendar page, uh, what's going on throughout the whole year. Um, you know, we'll have several events coming up, you know, throughout the fall and then the early winter part um, as the calendar is things start to get cooler you know, with the World of Give Festival will be coming up as well in early November, all the way to the Wilson Christmas Parade. And then when you hit the Parks and Rec standpoint, you think of um, Train of Lights, Pictures with Santa, um, and you know, Playtime with Santa. So those three events will be happening in December, and we'll talk more later about those. But those are some things you may want to look forward to by checking out our social media sites at Facebook, Wilson Rec DEPT on Twitter and Wilson record Instagram, our Instagram page. We love to do stories all the time of all of what's going on, wherever we're at, whether it's an athletic event, a park or whatever. We try to do a lot of stuff. So check those out, pictures, stories on Instagram as well. And obviously we'll tweet some too on our Twitter page. Um, let's give you a couple of park updates. Speaking of Facebook, we just recently posted about the new, Rotary Park that has not opened yet. We're still doing construction. If you want to check out what's going on there and the updated construction, check it out on our Facebook page. We've already had over 6,000 people view that actual post. Um, kind of mimics our Lake Wilson um, upgrades post when we posted in about the new bridge um, and the new exciting things that are going on there. So both places, um, a lot of big changes too, um, especially for the outdoor passive recreation um, Rotary Park, like we talked about in our first podcast, is going to have an accessible walking trail. It'll be the first in the city 
um, that you can do it, um, you know, that's meant for that. It'll be lighted as well with LED lights specifically just to be on the trail where it won't bother neighborhood houses uh, in the surrounding neighborhood. A new picnic shelter. The picnic shelter is pretty much um, up at this point. Obviously, we have to fill in, you know, with the picnic tables and other amenities that will go with that. And then there'll be a new playground built along with pickleball courts. So we're really excited about the changes over at um, the new Rotary Park, which is located on the corner of Far Seals Road and um, um, and um, Ward Boulevard. So definitely check that out. Um, it's right there in the middle of town. A lot of people know it if you're listening from the city of Wilson standpoint. It's Cavalier Terrace, and so it will be renamed to Rotary Park um, with a fine donation from the um, Rotary Club, the Greater Wilson Rotary Club. So big shout out to them for their um, help um, with this new park upgrade. Um, we'll be shortly back. We'll be bringing in Kelsey and Jordan here shortly. Um, so stick around. Um, we got some good stuff coming up. Okay, we are back here. Um, we're recording in this great location, Recreation Park Center. So make sure you stop by um, and check us out in case you need any recreation information. Now, joining the podcast for the first time as our second ever special guest <laughs> is Kelsey Newsom. Hi, Kelsey. Hello. Kelsey, um, tell us what you do with this. City Wilson Parks and Rec Department. Um, tell us a little bit about you, your background, where you come from, all that good stuff. So, people out there in podcast land um, now know who you are. Yeah, so um, my name is Kelsey Newsom. I'm the special population and senior specialist here at the City of Wilson Parks and Rec Department. Um, graduated from East Carolina University, go Pirates, with a degree in recreation and park management and um, had the privilege of interning here at this department and um, worked my way up, as you could say, to where I am now. I've always been involved with special populations and with seniors. Um, I've been privileged to have those opportunities throughout the years coming up and um, just awesome that I'm able to do it as a job now. So love what I do and love the people. So, Kelsey has been with us um a short amount of time. When I say short, it's been a couple of years now almost, but um, from from intern all the way up to full-time staff. And I mean, she's come in with high energy, so we couldn't appreciate her more, um, what she's done with the department um, from the time she stepped stepped into the city of Wilson um, for us. So Kelsey, thank you for that. But let's talk about um, the upcoming big event we got coming up here in October. Um, tell us more about the Special Olympic Soccer and then tell us more about Special Olympic Programming and Special Pops program we got coming up. Yeah, so we do have our big local soccer event. It will be October 12th. Um, it's where we all kind of go out to Gillette. We've been practicing. I uh, visit each school that is hoping to participate in different um, our group homes and different agencies and things like that. Um, get with them prior and teach them the skills that we're looking for. We do um, individual skills. So we're looking for um, just that coordination and different things like that that go along with the skills that you need to perform in soccer. But on October 11th, we will have everybody come out to Gillette on our wonderful new uh, easily accessible turf fields that we are super excited about. Um, being over there this year and we will go through our individual skills and we will actually have some team play as well and 
everybody will be out there. We have lots of community partners that are going to be there volunteering or providing different things. So we're really excited about it. Um, these athletes, they come from most of the school system. Um, what kind of age range are we talking about here? So we offer our programs to any age range. The Special Olympics kind of quote is two to whatever. Um, typically we have in soccer our um, K through 12 um, and then our adults that come through our different agencies and stuff um, just because of the skill set that's required and there isn't really much um, adaptation done for the younger group. Uh, our next event, I know you said lead into a little bit of that, is our basketball event. That will be in the end of January, and that does have a little bit more modifications for our younger athletes, um, so they're able to enjoy themselves at the same level that our older athletes are. So that will have, like I said, a little bit of modification there, and that will be at the end of January. Um, do these kids, do they practice any? I mean... Yeah, so we actually, um, like I said, I visit each school and each agency that's interested in participating and teach them the, the basic skills. And then we actually hold um, what we call after-school practices, just so there's no confusion, um, because a lot of our participants are from our school system. Um, but we hold after-school practices on Thursdays, every Thursday, from about the beginning of school until um, around Christmas break. And that's in preparation for, like right now we're holding soccer and basketball. So we usually try to hold those in preparation for our local events that are coming up, as well as the state tournaments um, that Special Olympics North Carolina offers. So right now we're getting prepped for the fall tournament, um, which would be in November. And so uh, we're hoping to have some basketball athletes as well as some soccer athletes attend that with us this year. In the past, um, you've taken these kids um, for track and field. Um, Tell us a little bit about that experience. Um, I know soccer and basketball will be new for you. Um, I personally have some in the past um, when I was an assistant coach um, we'll have to get director David Lee back on to tell this story um, better than I can. But we had a blast about 15 years ago taking some kids up for basketball, and it was one of the experiences I'll never forget. Um, you know, kids didn't win the goal, which is pretty awesome. Kelsey, you've kind of experienced that on the track and field aspect of it, and I imagine you got some of the same feelings I did. So kind of explain to people, I mean, what kind of self, you know, gratification you got out of it like I did yeah so um actually was able to take our soccer team last year as well we finished second in our division which was really exciting um but I have spent multiple years at the summer games which is the track and field um and just seeing the athletes really the smiles is what you know makes it all good for me and realizing that uh they are experiencing competition in a way that they have never before um, they're, you know, with people that are similar to them and that have the same abilities that they have and are able to compete with individuals that have, you know, the same abilities and that are like them. And so being able to see that they belong somewhere outside of where they've been told, but maybe somewhere new and, and definitely something in an athletic environment and a sports competition and seeing them realize that they can do it and, you know, they can win or lose, you know, that that's a possibility. And, um, definitely when they win, seeing that gratification on their face really is what does it for me. So. I, don't know if the, I, and I don't even talk about, everybody talks about the competition part, but there's always the big dance. You know, oh, yeah. you see, <laughs> you always see, you know, every time you, you know, go out to eat somewhere or do something together as a team, 
you know, that part of me was just as much fun as the competition part. Um, just the bond you, you, you make with the athletes, um, seeing other, you know, people there and making friends while you're there, you know, the athletes becoming friends with other people. That's definitely part of it. Absolutely. We actually had, um, our track and field team this year was some athletes repeated from our fall team the previous year. And they actually were looking out for those individuals that they had met at the previous fall tournament this summer. And seeing them, like you said, that sense of community that they can feel outside of Wilson was just, you know, phenomenal. And the dance is always a lot of fun. Um, That sense of community and that sense of socialization and just getting into um, seeing familiar faces, they begin to get familiar. And so that's pretty exciting too, yeah. Definitely. as most thing in, in life is, there's a cost. Um, tell us what goes into it cost. Obviously, you know, what Special Olympics relies on, you know, from a fundraising standpoint. Can you talk about that out there for us? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Wilson County Special Olympics and most Special Olympics never charge the athlete or the family anything. Um, all of our funding is done through fundraisers or donations. Wilson County has blown me out of the water as far as their, um, you know, ability to just give and their willingness to do so. We have multiple community partners that we have um, that we're so thankful for um, that have blessed us. And so we're able to offer these local events, these practices, and these state-level events um, at absolutely no cost to the athletes. Um, and just the, the in-kind donations as well, you know, from the city and from different locations throughout the city as well, um, you know, make it possible for us to be able to do that. So we're super thankful for that. Yeah. Um, one of the big fundraisers that'll come up later in the winter, um, tell us a little bit about that so people can kind of look forward to them, put it in the back of their mind, um, with the Wilson Donut Shop. Yeah, so Miss Vera at the Donut Shop always loves having us out there, and she's another uh, partner that we, you know, use more than just this one fundraiser. Um, she provides lunches for us throughout the year as well. Um, but coming up soon will be the Donut Shop fundraiser, where you can go get what they call a scram breakfast, um, and it comes with a breakfast sandwich and a pastry and a drink, all for five dollars. And that's a killer deal, in my opinion. And then all of that $5 will go straight to Wilson County Special Olympics. And we'll be out there, um, you know, smiling, helping out, running food to cars and different things like that, Um, as well as, you know, accepting any kind of donations the day of that people might uh, choose to make. And we've had a Jeep club that has come the past two years. It's pretty cool seeing all of them come down the street and and park and kind of line up and just become like a thing that they look forward to do as well. So... Yeah, that's always an interesting sight to see when you see about 30, 40 um, hardtop Jeeps uh, with huge tires uh, being coming in and also being escorted usually by police. Yeah. It's just pretty <laughs> awesome just to come eat breakfast um, on that day. So that's one neat event. One program we'd like to talk about that's not Special Olympics, part of Wilson County Special Olympics, but part obviously part of the rec department is Fitness Fund. Um, tell us a little bit about the program, what, um, goes on with that, uh, and the benefits, um, you know, from the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. So that program, um, is a fitness class, like an exercise class for individuals with intellectual disability. So that special population. And, um, we do a little bit of everything. Our instructors have been, um, 
exercise science majors and physical education majors from Barton College. So we've been awesome, you know, it's been awesome to work with them and get that partnership. Um, so they bring in a new kind of different take on it. Um, the kids and the, the uh, participants love them. They love the freshness and the youth that they bring to it. Um, we have all kinds of fun, colorful equipment um, that's appropriate for all kinds of different physical abilities. And we just go in there, we play some music, we work out, you know, full body, sometimes we do circuits. I've even gone in and seen um, our instructors have put up kind of an obstacle course that was so much fun, I had to do it myself. And that was just a lot of fun. Um, so we just go in there, we have a great time. We try to really focus on teaching the participants the proper movement so that way we don't injure ourselves. Um, and it also teaches them a little bit about their body. It teaches them things that they might not have thought that they were capable of, that they are in fact capable of. And then of course that sense of community comes right back in. There's kids that are able to see each other, you know, if they've gone to different schools this year or different things like that, or the different agencies coming together um, for our older adults. So those are on Mondays and Wednesdays at 10 a.m. and Tuesdays and Thursdays at 4 p.m. And we always wrap everything up with a little healthy snack, so there's something to look forward to at the end as well. And you guys take... Um vitals or basics like blood pressure or yeah weight, is that so correct? we um we try to get the three the height the weight and the blood pressure and we determine the b, b um bmi and everything like that so that way we can track our participants progress and we had um one athlete who um everybody around here knows and loves but he actually made huge progress um his first time through um we run the program from october to may and from that October to May, I think he lost something like 20 pounds or something like that. His blood pressure, you know, came back to a good level. Um, so that was really exciting to see that. And also his socialization got a lot better too. So that was pretty neat. Um, just from a quick standpoint from, uh, tell us how many participants on um, kind of a, you know, program basis or yearly basis, you know, that were for Wilson Parks and Rec and, Special Olympics can't get it out, but tell us about how many people do you you know always have usually at these games and these events? Yeah, so our local events um, vary. We had close to three hundred, I think, if not over three hundred uh, athletes at our spring games, which is our track and field event this year. Um, we're looking to have possibly even more than that. Hopefully, you know, as word spreads and more people feel comfortable and know that they have a place to belong um, for them to come out and participate. And usually, like, an average per class for our fitness fun class um, was getting up to the mid-20s, um, you know, last time that we ran it through last May. And we're just getting everything kicked off again this October. So hopefully, um, you know, we'll stick to those numbers if not grow them. Um, uh, Kelsey, you want to tell your number in case anybody wants to contact you, whether it's a volunteer to help or fundraise? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number is 252-246. 1133 and please reach out even if you know you might not think I'm the right person I'd love to put you in to, to the right person or get you into the right contact um, but we you know answer any questions that you might have or anything like that there's always a big need of volunteers obviously funds so um, try to help out if you guys can and thanks for um, listening and Kelsey thanks for your 15 minutes here yeah absolutely Okay, we are here with Jordan Phillips has joined us now in the zip code 27893 studios here at Recreation Park Center. 
Jordan Phillips is our athletic supervisor for the city of Wilson. Jordan, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Excited about this opportunity to talk. Yeah, I hope you're able to come on a lot more, actually, because I think we can have a lot of fun with this. Um, it's already been a blast doing one with uh, the boss man, David Lee, and obviously we want to bring in a lot of other people and get this ball rolling. But as the third guest, um, what are you most excited for about this podcast? Uh, just getting the word out about our programs and um, facilities, making the public aware of what we do and uh, where um, we want to go with Parks and Recreation here in the city of Wilson. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize what goes on behind the scenes just to get a soccer game going or you know to get a fitness class going, even if it just contains five people or you got a thousand people in soccer. So there's always a lot of little details um obviously the more people the more detail it becomes um so we'll talk about that in a second jordan first tell us a little bit about yourself um what's your background how long you been with um, the city of wilson and go from there all right well i um born and raised here in wilson um grew up playing athletics um here went to um when i was about 15 or 16 i started refereeing here for the Parks and Recreation Department. Uh, then I started working at the center here at Recreation Park for the great one, Miss Helen Bass. And uh, so I got my base for Parks and Recreation here in Wilson. Then I uh, went to East Carolina, uh, worked for Parks and Recreation, Greenville Recreation and Parks um, while I was in school. Um, got my recreation degree four-year recreation degree from East Carolina and moved back to do my internship here in Wilson and I actually did my internship with Braxton um, under athletics and applied for a few jobs and finally I got one I think I applied for three jobs and got one in Southern Pines um, North Carolina running their athletics department so I was young and Moved down there about two hours away south of here, near Pinehurst, if you're not familiar with the area. And uh, I ran, we were a small department, so we had uh, three full-time programmers and basically an athletics program side and then a director. And so it was kind of a one-man show for athletics, and I ran three or four different programs for the seasons. Uh, we ran all the basic programs that we run here um, on a smaller scale. So, in about 2010, um, which I had been in Southern Pines for three years, I moved. I got an opportunity to interview for the Recreation um, Center Coordinator position here in Wilson, and uh, was lucky enough to get that. Uh, moved back to Wilson, and did that job for seven years um, as Center Coordinator here. Then um, we had some changes in our department and. I was lucky enough to be promoted to the athletic supervisor here in Wilson, and I've been doing that for two years now. Mainly, I run the soccer side. Um, is my special like small program that I run. It's not very small, but um, and I oversee all the other athletic programs. Yeah, you got a big job because I would say, and my figures are probably off, but majority of our participants come through athletics um, I would definitely say that especially when you average anywhere from 
700 to 1,000, 1,200 kids possibly from spring and fall soccer season, another two or 300 in the winter futsal season, just from a youth standpoint. Um, Jordan, I know there's a lot, you were just briefly talking about what kind of challenges, you know, that people don't realize what goes on behind the scenes just to get, you know, a league of 700 to 1,000 kids of soccer going. Well, I mean, what all it takes? Well, first of all, it takes a lot of um, scheduling, coordination with staff, um, definitely our parks crew um, who do a great job of keeping our facility in top shelf, top shape. Um, we First getting started is offering the program and coming up with the rules. Uh, you have to um, modify the rules specifically for your program, what fits. Um, if you're not sanctioned under another program or another bigger program like Little League sanctioned under Little League International which we follow their rules but our soccer program we have to modify um, a little bit so you just got to come up with your rules then you got to think about referees and facilitating the events and the days that they play um, you got to have staff members um, so it takes probably I start about two months out uh, we have we start looking at numbers, start promoting the program. Um, Braxton helps out with marketing. We do a try to do a month registration period. Um, sometimes we have to extend it if you know the word hadn't got out, or we keep trying to add more kids. Um, but so we market for a month, register for a month, then we. Um, put kids on teams, we do evaluations, and then we release schedules. And so we have about 75 right teams right now in our fall soccer league. So coordinating schedules where coaches that coach multiple teams don't play on the same, at the same time, um, you know, game, make sure fields are, you know, they're hourly scheduled games typically, making sure they don't overlap and, uh, trying to make the schedule as best as possible without looking, um, you know, having mistakes. So you don't have to multiple send out, send out multiple schedules. And one thing with my past experience when I was doing athletics was communication and getting that word out to the parents. Um, I mean, a lot of people don't realize when they call you and, you know, you, you don't answer that doesn't mean you're not like ignoring them or whatever. And that's one thing, you know, people I say in that position in athletics they don't really fully understand is when you have a thousand people in the program and Jordan definitely, I know will agree with this. I mean, you get constant emails, constant calls. Now we're getting the messages on our Facebook page and our Twitter page and in our social media pages, you know, we get back with you as quick as can, you know? So just, that's what we, you know, people in the public just need to understand that, Hey, just be a little patient with us, you know, especially in that couple of weeks right before the season starts and just because you hadn't heard from a coach yet, um, it can be a little tough. Yeah, and, you know, during those two weeks before the season, um, while we're releasing teams and releasing schedules, um, it's very challenging because, you know, there's a lot of conflicts. There's coaches. Finding coaches to volunteer is one of my biggest struggles. Um, I encourage everyone to, you know, try to volunteer and help um you know coach your child or if you're not don't have a child come and coach um 
But voicemails and emails um, probably average about a hundred a day um, during that period, and a lot of times we laugh <clears throat> in athletics because we'll be answering a voicemail and we'll get two of them while we're answering one. So um, I just ask pa parents to get be patient, and um, we're gonna get back to you. It just might take an hour or two, um, and I typically try to answer mine in order as they come in. Um, just to it's stay fair to everyone. Um, that I mean, that just tells you what goes on on the soccer side of things, and that's a lot about it with any program. Um, coordinating, you know, staffing, coordinating the schedules, coordinating the teams, um, or in like my case, instructors. And the biggest thing is marketing and letting everybody know. Um, we rely heavily on our. Um, Code Red system, which is like a connect call system. Obviously, we're um, on past participants, but with new participants, you know, rely on the in the youth area of things on um, school system. You know, we're thankful the school system lets us market to them um, as a partnership. You know, we partner with them on many as other aspects, uh, whether it's hosting teams um, for tournaments or you know letting their teams use our facilities at at times when they are in need. Um, so. It's been a great partnership on that, so we can't thank Wilson County Schools and the private schools enough here in Wilson for that. Um, the things they do for us, and you know, we like to return the favor. Jordan, I know soccer is not the only athletic program. What other athletic programs are going on this fall? Um, I know of one, especially is tackle football, because <laughs> me working with cheerleading now, um, you know, that's a big that's a big aspect of the program. Um I know Troy hasn't been on the podcast yet and he's dying to come on the talk tackle. And um but you know, tell us about the tackle football program and other programs that we got going on from the athletic side this fall. Well our tackle football program a few years back uh Troy Blazer who's um runs our tackle football program, he uh modified our, our tackle football. Our numbers were down, um we were having struggling finding teams to play here locally like uh, we would have four teams in the past. Well, we went to Eastern North Carolina. ENC Football League. Yeah, yep. ENC Football League, <clears throat> Eastern North Carolina Football League. And uh, it's got different communities around us that <clears throat> they have footballs. Um, varsity is ages um, 10, 11, and 12, um, mainly 11 and 12s. Then we have uh, JV is 9 and 10s, and then we have our Rookie League, which is uh, 7 and 8s. And uh, we have about 30 kids in each um, on each team. We play. We have one team for our Little Demons football. Um, we're actually under Fike um, because that is the lo local school here closest to the – it's the only city of Wilson school. Um, but other teams in our league are um, Bettingfield, the Little Bruins. Which is Boys and Girls Club. Which is Boys and Girls Club. Uh, Southern Nash, uh, Northern Nash. Which is Nash County Parks and Recreation. And Nash County Parks and Recreation runs mm -hmm. those. And then we have Tarboro, which Tarboro Parks and Recreation runs. And uh, so local teams that we send our three teams and we play those other communities. Um, and it's really worked out great. Troy's done a great job. Um, with that program, he's got some great coaches um, that are teaching the fundamentals of tackle football um, and safety. They do all of our coaches are trained in heads up football, which is um, under USA Football, and uh, 
it's a safety teaches the safe way to play tackle football. Um, one other program that just started up. Speaking of um, NFL, is our NFL flag football. Um, Brian Massey's doing that this year for the first time. Um, he's been in our adult, and he also does our adult athletics, which you can talk on too. Um, when I first came on, that was one of the programs I had, but we weren't sanctioned NFL flag, and that was probably one of my favorite things to watch the kids play. The young kids, like ages five and six, seven, eight, playing football for the first time and getting accustomed to it, and and seeing them throw passes and score touchdowns. But um, tell us a little bit about that program, and then tell us a little bit on the adult side of things, Jordan. All right, uh, our NFL flag, uh, we uh, are. St- Part we go through NFL flags, so we use their rules. Um, it's for ages. We have nine to twelve years old, um, and then five to eight years old. Um, we have two different leagues. We have three teams in each league, and uh, the kids they come out and they play on a modified field, which is probably a forty by sixty, sixty yards long, forty by forty yards wide. Um, football field and they have a blast actually um we just started games this past week and uh all my we had soccer games going on out at Gillette we had flag football we had other things going on and a lot of my soccer parents were like wow we need to get involved in that um they saw the kids having a great time and Brian's done a great job this year um with facilitating and organizing that league um a lot of good things coming from there, and we're hoping to grow that program even more um, in the coming years. And uh, adult side, we have adult softball going on right now. We have um, an open league and then a um, industrial league for those. Um, you know, in the spring, we have actually for adult softball, we have a church league, adult league, and open league. Um, I mean, and industrial league. So um, if some of you adults want to get out on the softball field and relive, relive some younger days. Um, we encourage you to um, contact Brian Massey with that, and you can put a team in our league, especially churches. Um, we're looking to grow that side of um, our adult softball. Um, we also have our adult soccer league. Um, it starts at 16 and goes up. We have uh, probably 50 and 40-year-olds um, all the way to 16-year-olds playing. Um, we have 10 teams this fall, and uh, they play out at Gillette um, on Tuesdays and, or excuse me, Thursdays and Sundays, and uh, we've had, that league has grown over the last few years. We started out with a few teams, and uh, now now it's grown out with, grown up to 10 teams, so we're looking to grow that program even more, um, and the adults enjoy it for exercise purposes and um, getting out and playing the fun game of soccer. We also have an adult kickball league. Um, this year we've actually been playing in at New Hope Elementary, um, or New Hope Church Fields, right behind New Hope Church, um, and that's been a great league. Uh, it was kind of brought about by a local group of players that wanted to get together and have a league, and they started playing. Well, then we wanted to facilitate it, so we started facilitating it, and it's uh, it's grown every year, um, and they they have a great time with that. Um, so those are leagues we have. We also have an open volleyball league, which is, um, like a free play volleyball league on Wednesday nights here at Recreation Park. Um, so if you're a volleyball player and an adult 
and would like to play volleyball, you can come out on Wednesday nights and uh, play at Recreation Park. They play every Wednesday night here. So um, those are just a few of the adult leagues, and they change from season to season. So um, Brian Massey is the contact for that, and his phone number is 296-3361 um, if you need more information on that. Um, speaking of like change of seasons, um, winter is right around the corner and, um, it'll be adult basketball and adult futsal season and youth futsal and youth basketball season. Signups will be starting basically at the end of the month. Is that correct, Jordan? Yes. And going through basically around Thanksgiving to early T- December. Typically we run at the month of November registration. Uh, we'll be getting flyers out to schools, um, for our youth sports, um, and our adult sports, also our programs. So uh, look for that from coming from your kids at school. Um, we we typically start the month of December with practices, and uh, games will start after January 1st uh, for those programs. Uh, our adult leagues, our, our adult basketball will actually start a little bit earlier. We do a preseason, the uh, Buck Newsom. Or Buck, Buck. Buck, not Buck, but uh, Buck, uh, invitational uh, preseason tournament, um, and uh, then they'll start games after January first at regular season. Buck Lucas, Buck Lucas, that's yep. it. Memorial preseason tournament. Yep. Buck was one of our former referees that refereed for many many years with the program and loved refereeing adult basketball, and so um, we renamed the tournament after him. Um, Actually, about 10 years ago is right around 2008. So it's when we started doing the preseason tournament, and it's been a big draw. The teams like it because it's all all levels get to play in it and see who the best team preseason team is anyway. So um, Brian does a really good job of matching up the teams. Like your first game might be somebody usually to your level, but uh, it's always interesting to see sometimes these D1 teams play D3, but the D3 don't mind it because they get an extra game out. Of it. They just love, you know, they just love going out there. So um, Brian does a good job with the levels, um, making sure you know those adult teams get to play, um, you know, competitive games at their skill level. Um, you know, from open league all the way to lower division three. You know, but all the guys love it. Um, you would think it's game seven NBA out there when they play, but uh, they do have a good time doing it. So, and Brian is your contact for that. So, um, Jordan, is there anything else you want to point One out? other program we haven't talked about is our fall baseball program, and we're actually getting started with games this week. Um, so, if you're interested in watching some youth baseball, uh, come on out to Gillette. Um, this week we start games. We have ages 11, 12, 9, 10. Uh, seven, eight, and five, six, and they'll all be playing at Gillette uh, this fall, so it'll be an exciting time. Troy Blazer, who does a great job with that, um, his contact number is 399-2267, and uh, you can contact him if you need any information on that. Um, one one thing I would like to thank is our sponsors, um, our local businesses and um, individuals that help us with sponsorship uh we just can't thank them enough i know with our soccer side lee motor company is uh one of our longtime sponsors and has done so much for youth soccer here in wilson i just want to give them a shout out and thank them for most definitely um and then just even on the baseball side i know troy's got several on that from a 
tackle football standpoint, he's got EB Sports, the Greater Wilson Rotary Club that have helped with uniforms. From the cheerleading side, we got Providence Bank, um, and then the Kiwanis Club. Also, we have um, the uh, Golden Circle Optimus Club. Well, let's mention them as well. Those ladies have been very helpful again, um, helping us with more program stuff. They've helped on the little league side. As they said, they helped with the little league side with the boys, and now they're helping with cheerleading with the girls is what they uh, quoted and said to me the other day. So they um, were real um, excited about that. So um, Can't thank our sponsors enough. Exactly. And that's in all of our programs. So we're excited. I mean, we need that community support. Um, it helps the kids get you know quality uniforms, equipment that they can use to participate in these um, athletic programs and these events. Um, but lastly, I want to talk about is a lot of people don't realize the changing of culture in recreation um, that's kind of being looked at from city to city, and that's economic impact. And our athletic staff, from that standpoint, um, has taken over a role that uh, when you first got into recreation, Jordan, you wouldn't ever expect it, like I was too, how much that changed, but how much the tournaments, people coming from out of town, has changed the landscape of parks and recreation. Um, and how much you're trying to balance that do for local and also do for, you know, bring those people in for travel and tourism, you know, for the local businesses and hotels and how much that has expanded. And tell us, look, what you all go through from a travel and tourism standpoint, well, especially in the fall. Yeah, our fall is our busy tournament season with out-of-town visitors. Um, we host four tournaments, uh, big soccer tournaments in the fall, um, starting the first this actually the second weekend in November, November tenth to the twelfth, we'll host the um, NCFC Showcase Tournament. Then we'll host the Final Four um, NCYSA, um, which will be the following weekend. Then we take a break for Thanksgiving, and we host our big, huge tournaments, which are our National League tournaments, who uh, bring in um, around eighty teams from all over the country. They play here. Then they go to Disney World, and then they go to Las Vegas. Um, so they play in Wilson, North Carolina, Orlando, and Las Vegas. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and those tournaments, uh, the Wilson community brings, you know, gives them so much um, hospitality when they come here. They are very positive. The feedback we get um, just from the businesses, and uh, they the businesses love it because they're restaurants and hotels and shops are full um when those teams come here um so it's it's good for wilson our youth our our facilities are top notch again our parks crew dale edmonds um they his crews they do the best jobs i don't know if you've been out to gillette you should ride out there and see those fields they're top notch um so those are just a few of the tournaments we run throughout the year. Uh, we also host our Winter World Series, uh, baseball tournaments. Uh, there's Brittany Soccer Showcase. Uh, high school, it's the number one North Carolina high school showcase. Uh, we host that in the spring. So we're busy. Uh, Year-round we have stuff going on. Um, little League tournaments throughout the summer. Uh, we're bringing in teams from all over North Carolina. So... Uh, if you're interested in more information on that, you can contact me. Uh, my contact number is 399-2264. And my email is jphillips at wilsonnc.org. And uh, we're looking forward to a great fall this, 
this fall if these hurricanes would stay away for a little while. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Keep pushing things back a little bit on us. Yeah, so it's been a challenge with the rain and stuff, but um, we're looking forward to a great tournament season coming up starting in November. Yeah, it's always neat to see when you have a team from California maybe playing against a team from Florida, and then you got people uh, like a head coach from the University of Hawaii watching and scouting at the same time. I mean, that's the thing people don't realize, not just are the players from out of town, but you got 250 soccer coaches from every university you can think of that has a soccer program right here in Wilson watching the games. Yeah, you'll see every SEC, every ACC, every Every big conference team coach will be here scouting uh, during those tournament that tournament season. So I remember a couple of years ago, uh, there was a young lady, sixteen years old, Holly or seventeen years old, Holly being highly recruited, and she was from um, a high school in Texas. Um, but she was already playing on the U uh, eighteen um, Mexico national team. Um, so that, I thought that was pretty neat. And then, of course, every coach in the world was looking at her, um, you know, hoping that she would uh, commit to one of their universities. So um, it's always neat to see those teams and um, show up here. Um, some of them, their seasons were done, but obviously some are still playing in the Final Four at that time, and they're trying to recruit and coach at the same time. Um, and that's from all levels, Division One all the way down to Division Three and JUCO and and so on so and we're thankful those coaches uh get to see our place and um hear a lot of positive comments from them while we're there so Jordan, anything last you want to add you just want to give your information out uh i'll give my information out one more time uh again my name is jordan phillips and uh i'm the athletic supervisor here in the city of wilson uh my phone number is 399-2264 and my email is jphillips at wilsonnc.org so if you're interested in anything in athletics, give me a call. I can put you in the right direction. Um, so thank you again for listening. Also, uh, don't forget to hit our social media sites, Wilson Parks and Recreation on Facebook, Wilson Rec D-E-P-T on Twitter, Wilson Rec on Instagram. We're constantly posting stuff up there, marketing stuff. Don't forget about our special events, um, Halloween Safe Night on actual Halloween at Reed Street um, Center, uh, Zoom in the Park October 9th. Um, which is for us when we're recording this is only a day away. And um, so, and then we got Special Olympics. Hopefully the hurricane won't affect that. But if not, we'll either be having it on October 11th or October 18th, um, depending upon um, the weather. So thanks for joining us for our second podcast. And um, be listening in the future for future more. And anytime you need us, don't forget to visit our website at wilsonnc.org. Thanks.